Have you ever wondered about the end of the world or when the rapture will come, what the steps look like when that happens, who will be left behind, who won't? Those people out there who predict a certain date for the world ending, is there any <laughs> chance that they're right? That will be our interesting topic of discussion today. So um, there are those who will remain unnamed that um, have predicted, and some we've passed already, so those were wrong clearly, but there are future predictions of when the end of the world will happen. Well, so far, I think everyone who's made a prediction has been wrong. <laughs> well, considering that at the moment we're still here, and I know a lot of them were back in the 70s, I assume indeed they were wrong. <laughs> well, only the Father knows, but um, Jesus himself said, that this gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of Jesus Christ, must be preached in all nations, for all people groups, all tribes, all tongues, all nations, as a witness, and then shall the end come. Now when that is accomplished, that's when it's going to happen. No man knows the day. Jesus himself doesn't know the day. Only the Father knows. But we do know that this gospel must be preached in every nation, and every person on the face of this earth must have an opportunity of hearing the gospel. That hasn't happened yet. So we're not looking at the second coming of the Lord until that happens. We're looking forward to the second coming of the Lord, but, we, but the Bible says it isn't going to happen until that event occurs. Once that event occurs, is it instantaneous? Boom. The moment the last person hears it. Jordan, the Bible, says, the Bible says it will come like a thief in the night. What will happen? The Apostle Paul describes it in the New Testament. The Lord will come down in the clouds with a shout and with a trumpet blast and say, Come up here. And those who have died as Christians will rise from the dead first. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then those of us who remain alive will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. That's what's called the, the catching away or the rapture. And Jordan, many people don't understand that the second coming of the Lord is in two parts. And they get confused. It's in two parts. First comes the rapture. When the Christians, all those who have believed in faith in God, they will be taken up to meet the Lord in the air. All those who remain after that, and as you used the word a minute ago, left behind, will face the Antichrist and the seven-year reign of terror that he will preside over and will face the battle of Armageddon unless they are killed during that tribulation time or they give their hearts to the Lord and are, tra and are translated in the middle of that uh, transition. So you're talking about people who will rise from the grave if they've already died. Yeah, that's not what the Bible says. Are they not in heaven already? Well, their spirits are in heaven, but their, their bodies are going to rise from the dead. Their bodies are going to be reunited with their spirit. So we can come back and reign with the Lord for a thousand years, or what's known as the millennial reign, after the battle of Armageddon, after Satan and all his, his, his forces, the Antichrist, the false prophet, all those are defeated. After the angel comes down, as the Bible says, and takes a chain and locks up Satan for a thousand years, then you and I and every Christian is going to come down from heaven with the Lord and we're going to rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. So what happens at the end of that thousand years? Hmm? What happens at the end of that thousand years? The Bible years? says Satan will be released again for a short time. Hmm. And no one really knows what will happen in that short time after that? Well, I, it, it, knowing, knowing what the devil's uh, plan is, he will try to tempt mankind again. Hmm. But he will, he will ultimately be defeated. No one is going to take God out. No, of course not. And no one's going to take us out because we have believed in faith in Him. But the thing I'd like to, to make clear is that the second coming of the Lord is in two parts. The first is the rapture. 
And then that's followed by the rise of the Antichrist. There are a lot of Christians today who are very concerned about the Antichrist. And there are people who are trying to say, well, this person could be the Antichrist. Look, if you're a Christian, you need not have any concern over that because you're not going to be on this earth when he is released. The Bible says the son of perdition, or the Antichrist, is not going to be revealed until the rapture, until the righteous have been removed. And God has done this before. If you remember in the Bible, when, when it rained 40 days and 40 nights and God uh, was going to destroy the whole world in a flood, he first removed the righteous. He removed Noah and his family, who were the only righteous family on this earth. And when he was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their vile lifestyle, he removed Lot and his family, the only righteous ones that were there. God always removes the righteous before he pours out his wrath. And he will not pour out his wrath upon this earth until the righteous are removed. Now those who remain after that, you're going to have one unbelievable problem because you will have to face the Antichrist and you will face the seven year tribulation and you'll face all of that. If you're a Christian, you have no need to be concerned whatsoever. You don't need to worry one second about the identity of the Antichrist because he cannot and will not be revealed until you and I as Christians are out of here. So what about someone who is left behind? Someone who doesn't believe in all this, it's not really for them. You're gonna have one hell of a problem. And they say, I'm sure that, that though there will be some who, who realize it in the moment. Oh, sure. There may be some who never realize it. And but, who turn to God. Right, who say, okay, and I And who will be martyred now. for their faith because they will not take the Antichrist mark. There will be a time during the tribulation when those who remain will have to take the Antichrist, Satan's mark, either on the back of their hand or on the forehead in order to buy and sell. They won't be able to buy or sell anything on this earth without take, pledging their allegiance to the Antichrist or to the devil, which means their soul is doomed forever. If someone were to take that mark, is there any chance for them again? None. That is the ultimate yes or None no moment. whatsoever. But there will be many who miss the rapture, mm -hmm. realize that they have missed it, and will turn to God. Oh, I'm sure there will be, especially the Bible if there speaks, are those... For example, the Bible speaks of, of 144,000 Jewish evangelists who are going to be raised up to win people to Christ all over the world. There will be, be a huge number of people, perhaps billions and billions, that will come to Christ during the tribulation and will be raptured or taken up during the, uh, during the tribulation time. At what point will that happen? Sometime during the mid, you don't know exactly when, but sometime, Somewhere in the sometime that's why it's called a mid-tribulation rapture. Somewhere in the middle of the seven years. Somewhere in the middle of that. So, but if you're already a Christian, you have no need to have any concern about that whatsoever because no. you're going on the first load. Yeah, no. That's what he <laughs> so always said. You've always said that. I'm going on the first boat. I am. I'm going on the first <laughs> load. <laughs> Supersonic. I'm out of here. I think that people <laughs> look at the sometimes scary is, is, a, is a word that is apt. I don't find it scary, but I think that some people could look at the book of Revelation and the details of the tribulation as scary. But it is something that yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with us. I don't see We're it as, already gone. I don't see it as scary at all. I see it as the greatest love story because God has already told you in advance how it's going to end. Yeah. He's told you exactly what He is about to do. And He would never unleash that on His children, on Not us. Not on those of us who have believed in Him. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's the reason He's doing that is for us. 
It's for us sure. to have the opportunity to rule and reign on the earth with him and get to spend that time together, not here on this earth where we're, we, we love him and we believe in him and we have a relationship, but I can only imagine the difference between what we have now and what it will be like to actually be with him. I mean, that has to be something that is just inconceivable. Jordan, during the tribulation time, for those who remain, there will be such destruction, there will be such evil on this earth, the Antichrist will unleash his forces against anyone and everyone who is not a part of his team. Uh, the, the, and the plagues, the plagues that the Bible speaks of in the book of Revelation you're talking about are going to be poured out. Uh, unbelievable terror. Believe me, you don't want to miss the second coming of the Lord. You don't want to miss the rapture. You want to make a commitment of your life to Christ and stick with Him for the rest of your life. You know, um, I remember this. You used to say that Andy used to say this when you were younger. I don't remember him saying it because I, he was older and didn't really talk about it much by the time I came along, but I remember you always talking about this and it's something that I've always remembered. He had a conversation with someone and he said, look, let's look at it this way. Let's assume for a second that you're right. Heaven and hell don't exist, God's not real, and I'm choosing to believe in a fantasy. Mm -hmm. What is it hurting that I'm believing in it? <laughs> Nothing. Maybe it's a waste of my time, but I'm not really hurting anything. What if you're anything. wrong, in other words? Yeah, what if I'm wrong that God doesn't really exist and, and I'm just believing and no something heaven, that's stupid? No yeah, okay, what have I, have I wasted my time? Sure. Have I really hurt anything? Nah, not really. But, but what if I'm right? What if I'm right and behind. you're wrong and, and God does exist and heaven and hell does exist and all these things are real? <laughs> what is the consequence for you being wrong? Damnation in hell forever. If there's a consequence, Burning in hell forever. I, I, I don't, don't want to. You think it gets hot in the Midwest in the summer? <laughs> <laughs> and it does. <laughs> I mean, the, the consequence of of me being wrong and believing God and heaven and hell exist are are pretty small in the comparison of things. But the consequence of being wrong about it and thinking that He doesn't exist and thinking that heaven and hell aren't real and missing out and living through the tribulation and other things. And that's the kind of consequence that I don't even want to think about. I mean, that's the opportunity of a lifetime. When I knew you wanted to talk about this, I got a copy of this little book I wrote, Signs of the End Times and What to Expect, The Return. And you can get a copy uh, by uh, going to oralroberts.com, oralroberts.com, The Return, I called it, Signs of the End Times and What to Expect. There's much more detail in this, all the scriptures and everything that, that I'm teaching you from. And it's not, a, it, it, it sounds scary, and I, I know that from... It's really not. Yeah, from someone who, who's only hearing bits and pieces, tribulation, terror, horror, all these things, it probably does sound scary, you know, from a distance. But when you look closely at what it says in the Bible and, and what God's pattern has been over all the years, you see that it's not scary because we're not going to be here. And it's not, it's not Him pouring His wrath out upon us. It's that he loves us so much that he's giving us the opportunity to rule and reign with him. No, he will not pour out his wrath upon those who have believed in him. His wrath will only be poured out on those who have assigned themselves to the devil. And you don't want to do that. You want to make a commitment of your life to Christ now. Don't wait. Today is the day of salvation. And if you've never prayed a sinner's prayer, if you've never received Christ into your heart, then why don't you just pray with me right now? I didn't plan to do this, but this is a good time to do it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just pray this prayer out loud after me right now? Oh God, 
be merciful to me, a sinner. I've missed the mark with my life, and I repent. I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of all sin. I commit my life to you, and I promise I will serve you. I will serve you in every area of my life. Now, if you meant that, then the Holy Spirit, God, Jesus by the Holy Spirit is coming into your heart right now. You'll never be the same again. You're becoming a Christian. I hope you'll get this book. I just clicked the link in the description there online. Uh, the Return, Signs of the End Times and What to Expect. That's at oralroberts.com. Get a copy of this. And if you just prayed that prayer with me, let me know. Tell me about it. I'd like to know. Send me an email. I'd like to know about it. We know that it's not scary for us. And those of you who know what it means to be a Christian know that. But there are a lot of people who don't understand, think that Revelation is scary, and those are people who believe that that exists, but they don't believe God. I don't really understand how those two things go hand in hand, but <coughs> I've met people who do seem to think that. If this is something that you, you know someone who fits that description that really needs to hear this, send this to them. Give them the opportunity to see that this is actually a great thing for those who believe and those who love God, and He will take care of us. And, you know, I've, I've used this a few times in conversation, and I've been surprised at the feedback that I, I say, okay, well, what if you're wrong? Because <laughs> what if I'm wrong? What have I really lost by being wrong in believing in heaven and hell and God? Nothing. But what if but I'm right? What if I'm right? And I was actually, I mean, I always remembered that when I was a kid, but I've actually used that in conversation with adults. And you see their face kind of give that, they, they stop for a second and it, it, something starts, the little wheels start spinning. And I've had a few come back and say, you know, that gave me a different perspective than I ever realized before. And that led them to opportunities to learn more about it. And if that's something that you know someone, ask them that question. See if that's something that maybe spins little wheels in their mind and gets them to look at the perspective a little differently. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link for more information. Remember, anytime you need prayer, we want to pray with you. Go to oralroberts.com or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777.